SAFM Market Update with MoneyWeb. Thanks, Sam. Almost six minutes after six o'clock. Hilton Tarrant with you on the Market Update this Thursday evening. Lots to get through this evening. David Shapiro of SAS and standing by. But first, as always, the business news. And this in business today is brought to you by Wesbank. If you need an instant answer to your business asset finance application, then apply online at wesbank.co.za. Moody's Investor Service affirmed South Africa's investment-grade credit rating, citing the government's commitment to fiscal discipline and plans to reduce labor disputes and boost development. South Africa is rated BAA one, the third lowest investment grade level and on par with Mexico, Thailand and Russia. Moody's maintained a negative outlook on the nation's debt, citing concerns about the outlook for mining and increasing pressure on government to raise spending before next year's election. Anglo-American said second quarter iron ore output fell by 1% from a year ago as its biggest production site recovers from strikes. Iron ore volumes were 11.3 million metric tons. Copper rose by 14% to 182,900 tons and platinum equivalent refined production advanced 2% to just under 600,000 ounces. Chief Executive Mark Kudifani, who is scrutinizing every aspect of the company's business after taking over from Cynthia Carroll in April, will announce the outcome of his review next week. And Salsi Chief Executive Alanot Craig has confirmed that the mobile operator has addressed talks of consolidation with Telcom Mobile. Speaking on 702 earlier today, he said consolidation in the market was inevitable when pushed as to whether talks of a potential merger had happened between Telcom Mobile and Salsi. Alanot Craig conceded that I have addressed it with them, comma, yes. Turning to the markets, the JSE's all-share index up half a percent today at 41,148 points. The U.S. market stronger this afternoon. Iran 1% weaker against major currencies, 9.93 to the dollar, 15.07 to the pound, 13 rand exactly to the euro. Gold is at $1,285 an ounce, platinum 1,408, and a barrel of Brent is at $109. And this in business today was brought to you by Wesbank. If you need an instant answer to your business asset finance application, then apply online at wesbank.co.za. What would an instant answer to an asset finance application mean for your farming business? Could it be the difference between sowing and reaping, or just sitting and waiting? Apply for business asset finance at westbank.co.za and get an instant answer. T's and C's apply. Westbank. We know how. A division of First Rand Bank Limited, an authorized financial services and credit provider or speak to your affiliated dealer. Millions of people in Africa have limited access to a bank, but almost everyone has a cell phone. So if the people can't come to the bank, bring the bank to the people. Standard Bank is using mobile technology from SAP to do just that. Now almost anyone can pay bills and even buy groceries, all from a cell phone. Standard Bank has a vision of inclusive banking and SAP is helping to make it happen. Find out how SAP can help your business run like never before at sap.com forward slash Standard Bank. Nine minutes after six, today's Market Watch is brought to you by IG South Africa. Visit igmarkets.co.za to open a trading account today. Well, David Shapiro, markets uh, far lower this morning and uh, picking up from kind of mid-morning and uh, a nice boost at three o'clock, another boost at four. Yeah, I, I, I'm trying to work out where it came from. I think largely America, mm. U.S. markets are surging uh, fresh highs, both for the Dow and for the um, 
uh, S&P at the moment. I think on the back of Bernanke also, you're getting this ongoing stream of improving data coming out of the United States, and more and more commentators are talking about the prospects for the United States. You know, if the U.S. markets pick up, it's going to have an uplifting effect on all other markets. So I think we took uh, comfort from that. Um, generally, our, our, our miners led, and it's Bulletin and Anglos that seem to be um, leading the way up there. I was looking at those production reports. Yeah, they're improving, but they're not strong enough mm. to really trigger off or fuel a major turnaround in platinum and gold shares and iron ore and so on. So I think they're an improvement. We expected it, but, you know, nothing dramatic. And the rest of the market, yeah, there were features. Vodacom's update, uh, you know, picked those shares up. Um, uh, there's a lot we can talk about there. Woolworths a little disappointing. I thought the results were pretty good. You know, 25% increase in earnings in this kind of environment and a pickup in sales, but the share price uh, just held held steady. And, you know, on and off, a number of other things. But, but half percent, I'd, I'd rather have a half percent up than down. That Woolies update, uh, interesting. Headline earnings per share for the first half, uh, somewhere between 25 to 30% mm. higher. But there is an extra week in this. So yeah. if you strip that out, it's only 23 to 28%. Take the middle of that, you get to around about 25 which was your base case in, 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 the, the, first, in yeah. the official numbers. But that's, you know, that's okay. I mean, it's against the backdrop where we've, uh, you just have to listen to Jill Marcus to understand what's happening in the economy. You know, she downgraded growth to 2% from, from what, she, I think she was about 2.4% last mm. meeting on that. Anyway. So, and, and painting a, a, a rather gloomy picture for the economy. So, you know, where you get a company like Woolworths uh, coming out with very good results, uh, you've got to applaud management. But at a uh, current price earnings ratio of uh, that is pretty stretched, twenty five percent is expected. Thirty percent is expected. It is expected. I don't think you're going to get it lower. I think we discussed it the other night. I mm. think what will happen is um, you'll find a slow erosion of the rating and maybe a slow erosion of the of, of the share price. But I don't think you're going to see dramatic falls. But if they can keep on compounding their rates, I think you know I, I don't think you're going to see a plunge. I wouldn't. I, it's going to be no runaway in retail shares, but I don't think there's going to be you know, uh, any massive declines. Market seeming to like the uh, Vodacom first quarter trading update share up uh, almost 3% on the day, ending the day at 116 Rand 50. There's lots to like there. Mm. Uh, contract mm. average revenue per user is slightly lower. Pleasingly, on the prepaid side, the growing subscribers, uh, growing ARPU, and uh, growing smartphone penetration. Well, see, that's why I contest uh, all the fuss around Celsi and uh, you know their statement how they're growing. So, if, you know, who's not growing there? Mm-hmm. Admittedly, I, I, you know, what I like about Vodacom is the uh, the data side and the sales of um, smartphones, um, massive increase there, and I think you know more and more amount of data is going to be sold at, I think, slightly higher prices. So this is a company that's just going to generate a lot of cash and pay you know, very good dividends. Redefine International today receiving approval from the Reserve Bank to inward list on the JSE. I spoke with the chief executive of, of Redefine International, uh, Mike Waters, in London earlier today and asked him what this means for current uh, Redefine International or so-called RIN shareholders. It's very good news because we've been talking to the Reserve Bank for about two years. Um, as you may know, we have a dual company, dual listing structure at the moment. So the South African company owns about 65% of the London 
the London listed entity, uh, which is unwieldy and it's fairly complicated. South Africans up to now have been able to invest in the JSE company, which we call RIN, and that in turn holds a one-to-one share with the PLC. When we end with list, we'll be able to unbundle um, the intermediate holding company, meaning RIN will disappear, and a, a South African shareholder will then hold into the PLC directly. So it's, it's very good news all around. The liquidity will go up, tradability will increase, and hopefully the share price will follow suit. Uh, the current RIN shareholders uh, will lose their shareholding in RIN, and they will get a share directly in RR PLC. That's uh, Michael Waters there, the Chief Executive of Redefine International. Good move, and as he says, uh, it's taken two years to get here, two years of negotiation. And there's a good appetite for that. If you look at capital and counties into Mm. best-performing companies uh, on the JSC, um, and I I think they'll, they'll do well, and as you say, liquidity will be there for this company. Well, today's Market Watcher was brought to you by IG South Africa. Visit igmarkets.co.za to open a trading account today. For IG, being the best CFD provider means finding new ways to help even the most experienced trader find an edge. That's why they've developed an innovative, easy-to-use, and above-all stable online trading platform that operates at lightning speed 24 hours a day. No wonder they're a natural choice for over 140,000 traders worldwide. Take a closer look at what they can do for you by going to igmarkets.co.za. IG South Africa is an authorized financial services provider. Losses can exceed your initial deposit. This is the fortune that came from the sale of the cows and the sheep that graze in the fields where they found scattered seeds that came from the maize that secured funding for the co-op that planted the maize that was tended by the farmer on the fertile land that was found in the valley that was once a barren piece of land in Africa. At Nedbank Capital, we believe in making sustainable solutions happen. We are an authorized financial services and credit provider. Terms and conditions apply. Make things happen. Nedbank Capital. Millions of people in Africa have limited access to a bank, but almost everyone has a cell phone. So if the people can't come to the bank, bring the bank to the people. Standard Bank is using mobile technology from SAP to do just that. Now almost anyone can pay bills and even buy groceries, all from a cell phone. Standard Bank has a vision of inclusive banking and SAP is helping to make it happen. Find out how SAP can help your business run like never before at sap.com forward slash Standard Bank. 16 after 6, today's top story is brought to you by MTN Business. Well, the Reserve Bank's Monetary Policy Committee left the repo rate unchanged at 5% today. That was expected, and while a downward revision to the bank's growth forecast for this year was also expected, the extent of that revision was somewhat surprising. The bank now sees growth of 2% for 2013 from 2.4% at its previous meeting in May. Russell Lamberti, head strategist at ETM Analytics, joins us now. Russell, any surprises in, in the Governor Jill Marcus's address today? Hi, good evening, Hilton. Um, I think if there was perhaps some surprise, I think she she emphasised quite strongly the the upside risks to inflation um, over the coming months. I think they're a little concerned about you know the weak rand um, and and various other aspects pertaining to that and, and how that could uh, impact the inflation outlook. And I just felt that uh, she was a little more concerned about that and spent a little more time on that than she has uh, in the past. So I think they've definitely got an eye uh, an eye on that. And then obviously the downward revision to growth forecast is going to be a talking point. Um, I just don't think it's that significant because um, 
quite frankly, it's a little bit of a lagging indicator. The IMF recently downgraded South Africa's growth uh, for 2013 as well. Mm. Uh, a lot of that's already baked into the numbers that, that we've, we're seeing. We, you know, we're already seven months through 2013, so it's, it's not exactly prescient. Um, so I think that uh, you know serious investors are looking into 2014 and 15 already. The banks become very dependent on data in in recent years, almost obsessed with with uh, the data that they're seeing. Yes, um, I think this is interesting. Uh, a long-running theme that we've had at ETM is what we like to term the fedification of the of the Reserve Bank <laughs> of, of the Saab, which is just that we're uh, increasingly looking more like the Federal Reserve. Um, and uh, what that means really is that uh, is that the central bank is is uh, bringing forward and, and 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 having a very short time horizon for for how it assesses the lay of the land. Um, so it's turned into a very tactical, um, in a way, short-sighted central bank, uh, rather than being strategic and forward-looking. And I think that is I think that's problematic. So. Um, their views are becoming highly data dependent, but we know that economic data itself is slightly out of date. Often in July you'll get May's uh, information, so it's a bit concerning. It seems to me like we, we have a, a, a reactive rather than a proactive central bank at the moment. One of the points you made following, uh, following Joel Marcus's comments this afternoon is the bank has a cyclical lens when it should have a structural lens. What did you mean by that? Well, you know, I think simply to say that uh, we can get very caught up in the short-term growth prospects of an economy. Um, so South Africa's not doing too great at the moment, um, and so there's a lot of pressure, and, and, and to some extent there's a lot of political pressure, especially ahead of elections next year, to to sort of get that growth rate going. Mm. Um, most of the, the policy measures that we choose in this country tend to be very short-sighted. It's not difficult to get GDP growth to be 5 or 6% in the short term. Uh, you, could, uh, you could drop interest rates to nearly 0%. You could ramp up you know, fiscal deficit spending to 10 or 12% of GDP. You could open the private sector credit taps. Uh, this doesn't mean that the quality of your growth is particularly good. It just means that you're, uh, you're, you're kind of sprinting when, when the race is actually very long. Mm. So, you know, from a policy perspective, we've got to take a far longer-term perspective. And what that often means is that you need to uh, go through a cyclical recession or a slow patch in growth because you're putting in place things that are, are good for the long term. And that's really what I mean. And that's... That's what I mean uh, when I when I argue for higher interest rates because why we need to encourage savings in this economy. Savings is really how you create long-term structural growth, not consumption spending. Consumption spending is the byproduct of a of a productive and saving economy, not something that drives growth uh, inherently by itself. Russell, just looking beyond this year into next year and and into 2015, the growth forecasts from the bank today. Uh, also downwardly revised next yeah. year, 3.3% from 3.5% in 2015, 3.6% from 3.8%. Aside yeah. from the fact that we're preoccupied with, with these growth figures, it's hard to find a catalyst. It's hard to see what the catalyst would be uh, for this economy to suddenly be growing at, at above 3%. It's incredibly difficult. Um, you could perhaps try and scenario plan around uh, things like shale gas um, over the next sort of five, six, seven years. Um, you, you could, or possibly even the next decade, you could, uh, you could perhaps look at, at some 
shorter term cyclical uh, tailwinds that, that one might get from overseas depending on how that uh, those economies play out but really when you look domestically um all all policy and macroeconomic uh, kind of structural indicators are pointing to just a very slow to no growth type of economy um very concerning uh also what i would say is that you know a growth forecast for 2015 should almost be sort of dismissed out of hand because uh quite frankly the the reserve bank or any economists forecasting tools can't really reliably go that far out um to put it to put it mildly so i think that you know that they're going to put those kinds of forecasts out there the bottom line i think for for your listeners and for the average investor out there is that we're stuck in a in a long-term structural low growth trend in this economy and that means that any GDP growth above two percent uh, is, is kind of bonus. Um, I would I would not be surprised if we just trend around that one and a half two percent mark, sometimes hitting three percent um, over a long over a long period. But you know that doesn't really take us where we need to be as a country. That's Russell Lamberti there of ETM Analytics. Some interest an interesting take, David. An interesting take. It is. Uh, I'm not sure raising interest rates in this environment is the right thing to do. I think spreadsheet-wise or theoretically it is, but I think you've got uh, a lot of householders under pressure who couldn't afford it. I think politically it, mm. it wouldn't be the right kind of move. And you know, then you're going to have to deal with the political fallout uh, as a result of this. And uh, you know, people are already stressed. So, yeah, you know, I know where he's going, and it, it makes sense in theory, but I think in practice it's... Uh, it's going to be very difficult to implement. The problem is, mm-hmm. Joe Marcus and the MPC mm-hmm. have got very little room to move. They, they can't go up, they can't go down. Where he's right is that structurally this economy is wrong. We haven't got the right skills to pull us out. Uh, we've got belligerent labor force. We have you know, got the wrong attitudes in the economy to actually turn it around. And that's where government plays and leadership play a big part, and they're not showing that at the moment. Today's top story was brought to you by MTN Business. With MTN Business ERP, you get a complete overview of your business operations at any given time. So your shelves can tell you when they're empty. And because it's hosted in the cloud, it's a lot more affordable to get a full resource planning system powered by SAP. Visit mtnbusiness.co.za for more info. Welcome to the new world of business. This is the space station that connects all the media that cover the stories on African business that happen in meetings attended by people that travel on planes and also on trains that connect business centers that handle the trades by means of computers that are run by the people that talk on the phones that are linked by the satellite we funded. At Nedbank Capital, we believe in making sustainable solutions happen. We are an authorized financial services and credit provider. Terms and conditions apply. Make things happen. Nedbank Capital. Invest in a Capitec Bank fixed-term savings account and you could earn up to 8.5% interest per year. Conditions apply. My Money is brought to you by Capitec Bank. In My Money this week, we're joined by Evald Kellerman, Head of Sales at FNB Home Loans. Evald, uh, deposits when it comes to home loans, very, very important. Even if uh, prospective home buyers don't have money saved, they should perhaps think about saving money before making what is potentially one of the biggest decisions of their lives. 
Yes, Hilton. I think um, uh, we've been spoiled in, throughout the boom years with uh, with the banks um, uh, affording quite quite large loans. But I think the norm these days is that, that that one should have a deposit when you want to qualify for a property. There's no guarantee that you'll that you'll get the full amount um, uh, lent um, to you by a bank. So um, it can help uh, uh, to to motivate your case for for qualifying for a property. In terms of of deposits, what is the what is the range that a that a bank would typically look for uh, when it comes to a deposit? Well, um, I think the, the, the deposit percentage is based on a couple of factors, and I think the, uh, in the homeland market, the homeland banks typically look at three uh, uh, big categories. Um, the first being the, the customer's affordability, so whether he can afford it and whether he hasn't got other commitments um, that are too high. And the second being um, the credit record or the conduct of previous accounts. If you've shown that you can handle credit accounts and you're responsible enough, then uh, then, then that's a, 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 a sort of a strong motivating factor. And the third one, the property itself, if it's good enough security for, for the loan that you're looking at. So deposits can range, typically range from about 10 to 20%, um, but uh, I think any deposit is better than, than no deposit at all and can substantially reduce the risk of the bank and, um, and, and perhaps get a better deal for the customer. The, those numbers, 10 to 20%, still high, even for a first-time buyer, a first-time buyer perhaps looking at a property around 500, 600,000 rand, that's still you know, 50, 60, 70,000 rand and above. What, uh, what would your advice be to a prospective buyer? Should they, should they start saving well in advance and, and actually plan this purchase properly? I think that's that's good advice. I think um, it, it is it is wise to start as early as possible. Um, but I also would suggest that that, uh, that potential buyers um, consider the the rental market or even staying a little while longer with their parents to save up um, a little bit more for 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 buying that property. Um, if if one jumps into the property market too quickly um, and and have to push your your loan to the maximum, you could end up paying a lot of unnecessary interest. Um, and uh, potentially even have to move in two years' time when your needs change and when your income level starts going up. So I think first-time buyers have to really consider, is this the right time to buy property, and should I not wait and rather save a little bit of a deposit before I start um, uh, start owning property and start with the, the property game itself? We've spoken about now, obviously, the the preparatory uh, steps that one should take when, when buying a property. If you already have a home loan, obviously the old advice of, of adding a little bit extra every month is, is always good. That's right. Yeah, the, 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 the interest on a home loan is calculated immediately, so it's calculated on a daily basis. And even though we charge it monthly, that daily basis could, could cause huge swings in the amount of interest that you pay. So any amount that you pay in, in a, um, in above your normal instalment would immediately start saving you money. Um, and in an example we've used on a, on a million rands bond, if you pay as little as 10% extra every month, you could save about a quarter of a million of rands worth of interest over a 20-year term. So it's, it's quite a substantial change that it could make, even if you have a little bit and you start and, and that compound interest starts working in your favour. Yeah, well, to, just to close off with uh, another fine-tuning aspect of, of this, I guess, uh, changing the date at, on which your uh, instalment comes off uh, your bank account, that, that could have a meaningful impact, while not as massive, obviously, as, as adding extra, but it could have a meaningful impact over, over 10 or 20 years. Yes, definitely. So, so if, you, if you, for instance, get paid on the 25th, but your home loan installment only goes off on the 30th, moving that repayment date earlier with five days could save you that five days' worth of interest on the amount that you're paying. So in the longer run, again, over 20 years, a compounded effect 
the interest on the interest could actually save you um, a, a substantial portion of money. And I think for a homeowner who has to sit with all of these other expenses, any money that you can save in the long run is uh, is good for building wealth. Yovel Kalaman is head of sales at FNB Home Loans, and my money was brought to you by Capitec Bank. Invest in a Capitec Bank fixed-term savings account, and you could earn up to 8.5% interest per year. Choose between single or multiple deposits. Terms range from 6 to 60 months. Rates are fixed and you'll never earn less than 5.35%. Visit www.capitecbank.co.za for more info or visit your nearest branch. Conditions apply. Capitec Bank. Simplicity is the ultimate sophistication. Well, it was a day where the JSE ended at uh, 41,148 points, up half a percent. U.S. markets more than half a percent stronger at the moment. This has been the SAFM Market Update with MoneyWeb. We're back at 6 o'clock tomorrow. It's 6.30 now and time for Game Plan.